and welcome to Unoriginals, a podcast where we review the Disney Channel original movies. My name is Zach. And I'm David. And today we watched the 1999 film Genius. David, do you want to tell us what this movie's about? Oh my goodness. What isn't this movie about, Freeman? The answer, a lot of things. A lot of things, exactly. <laughs> the thing that this movie is about is... It's so hard to describe, honestly, because it's so inconsequential. Mm-hmm. There is a 14-year-old genius named Charlie something. And he is such a big genius... But he also, and he's a science genius, so he doesn't seem to be genius at anything else particularly. And he decides that he also loves hockey. So he's going to find a way to discover gravitons so that he can harness their power so that he can make a hockey puck float. And in service to this goal, he decides to go to a university called Northern University in Wisconsin, actually, is what it was. Mm-hmm. Because they have a particle accelerator and a scientist there who is working on gravitons. So he goes there, but then finds out that the hockey team is upset with him because, as he had mentioned early on, the particle accelerator is under the hockey rink. Mm-hmm. But it seems to cause power fluctuations above it, which is only ever brought up once. So they want so the hockey people want their hockey rink back and they hate him because he's the reason that they didn't get it back. And also the big game's coming up. Mm-hmm. And if they lose the big game, there's gonna be no more hockey. None whatsoever. And then he ends up rooming with the two big hockey jocks. Who then make fun of him a lot. And then he's also a teacher at the school. He's teaching a class mm-hmm. on physics mm-hmm. that the big hockey jocks are in. So they make fun of him a lot and he's like i wish i was cool and then he meets a girl figure skating and it's unclear how old she is but it's fine because she asks who he is and he lies and says that his name is Chaz, and he's from chicago and he goes to the same high school as her so then he hacks into the high school database to become Chaz anderson i think anthony Chaz and anthony Chaz anthony and ultimately, and he plays up this, like, cool kid persona in order to get close to her. But then he makes the hockey door, a hockey jock feel bad because he said that he thought he was cool after he was made fun of when he was teaching. And then the hockey jock is like, I felt bad, so I moved back in, and also I need tutoring. And... Charlie said, okay, I'll tutor you if you can tutor me and being cool with the girls. And the guy says, well, you need to stop thinking so much and just do what feels right. Which is really bad advice Mm -hmm. for many, many reasons. But then he decides that he will just do what's right. And then he's a nice guy instead of being um, jerky um, cool kid. In high school. Mm -hmm. Right. And so he's trying to basically live this double life because it turns out the girl that he has a crush on, whose name is Claire, her dad is the hockey coach who knows who he is and is just one of those hijinks where he has to be in two places at the same time and he can't let anyone know that he's both a big nerd and being the high school cool kid. Right. And then they find out during the big hockey game. 
mm-hmm. and it causes them to lose the big hockey game because the particle accelerator melts the ice above it and thus causes fissures in it. That didn't make any sense. Most of the science in this film doesn't make any sense. But then it's None fine of the because he they, he figures out gravitons because the professor that he works with mentioned the real um, split proton that exists in Switzerland where if you move one bit, the other one moves because it, it's the real it's like a real demonstration of quantum entanglement that's a real thing Mm -hmm. look it up look up the um split proton or quantum entanglement um that's a real thing it's really interesting then they they absolutely ruined that by um everyone being mad at him and him going i want everyone to like me again so i'm gonna make them win the rematch for the big hockey tournament and does so by hooking up discs with split gravitons in it, and then using those to foil the plans of the bad hockey team who cheats a lot. Because it's okay to cheat against them because they're cheaters. And then they win the big hockey game and everyone likes him again if he kisses the girl. Despite the mm-hmm. fact that he lied to her for the entire film. Yep. Uh, so he does a good deed and wins the girl because he did a good deed, which is a stupid trope. And that's it. That's That's the film. Yep, that's it. That's the movie. It there's nothing else to it. It's Oh my god. Uh mm-hmm. Freeman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to ask you? Cuz yeah. I always ask you right. what's one thing you like about this film? I usually ask what you like about the film first. Right. And I want you to tell me what if anything there is. See, that's a hard question. Cuz It is. This movie's pretty bad. Like, well, and it's not even... It's not even that it's necessarily bad. It's just so average. Uh-huh. And it's so just not anything. Well, a film like... A film like Brink, which I think is worse than You Lucky Dog. Mm-hmm. I think all my reflection on it, I've decided that... Um, I feel a film like... Uh, what was the other film? Oh, can of worms. Uh-huh. They're so. They're so just like um, what's outrageously the word? bad. Outrageously bad, exactly. That mm-hmm. the good bits shine like a little beacon of hope to be right. snuffed out by the film. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that someone in there is trying, and you feel bad for them. And in this film, it's just so middle of the road mm-hmm. that nothing particularly shines through. I just, I don't even know where to start. It's so... The problem (sighs) is that on the flip side, right, nothing is bad enough. Nothing is the worst part of this film. Right. Because this film isn't a bad film. It exists. Mm -hmm. It is... It is on the same level as Smart House. Mm Mm-hmm. Where I watched it, and I will not remember it tomorrow. It, yeah, it's even it's even lesser than Smart House, I think. Right. Because I already barely remember this film. And we, we started just recording, yeah, maybe uh, 15 minutes after uh, we watched it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that particularly stood out to you about this film at all? Not 
really, other than just oh no no no, you know what did stand out to me? Okay. Um, the the Spider Man two or not even Spider Man two, that's Spider Man one. That's yeah, the original yeah, Spider Man. The skeleton, skeleton, the CGI skeleton. That's right. Yeah, it looks straight out of Spider Man one when uh, Green Goblin throws the throws a pumpkin bomb oh, and yeah, just yeah, disintegrates the, three people. That, he doesn't throw. That isn't that the Oscorp meeting. No, 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 no. That's no. when he's uh, on the with the parade and the parade floats and everything. You're right. I think it also happens in the Oscorp. Um, it might. Thing. David, let's also watch Spider-Man. Skills. Let's just watch Spider-Man instead. I don't particularly want to watch Spider-Man 1. But, it, but I'd rather watch Spider-Man 1 than this. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a gimme, though. Because I remember Spider-Man 1. I more or less remember Spider-Man 1. I never saw Spider-Man 2 all the way through. Really? And that's the better Spider. That's the best of, oh, the of those oh, three. Oh, David, we're watching Spider-Man two. We'll watch it at some point. Oh, it's so good. I love Spider-Man. Not 2. for the podcast, though. No, 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 no. For fun. Oh, watch. Yeah, we can watch that at some point when we both. Oh, have it's time. such a good movie. Um. Yeah, it looked like the dancing skeleton gif from the uh, early internet. It really did. It was so just bad and like very uh, rubbery 3D. You know. Yeah. It is bad CGI, but, like, it can kind of get away with it because it's 99. Right, like, it's fine. It's just so stupid looking. Yeah, it's a 99 TV movie, but, like, what year did um, The Mummy come out? That's a great question. Because it has the uh, same, like, level of mm-hmm. CGI. It's just that The Mummy's held up a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Because it's supposed to be... It's fantasy. Right. As opposed to this film, where he apparently hooks up a radio control to a to like a skeleton diorama and mm-hmm. makes it dance like a Looney Tunes character. Mm-hmm. I that's the most egregious thing in this film. That's the thing, is like all all the other science at least has something backing it, like mm-hmm. something. Yeah, like even just a slight concept that makes sense. There were a few bits of this movie where we kind of laughed. And yeah, then there they, were there were some that were kind of funny, like the the Jason Voorhees joke they made. It it worked as soon as he made it, and then they played it too long. Yeah, it was uh, it was funny for a second because so um he's trying to hide that he's Chaz Anthony and Charlie Boyle um and hockey he's talking coach to the dad. Yeah, because the dad is the hockey coach. Yeah, yep. And the hockey coach dad is the love interest dad. And he's over at her house, and so he doesn't want the dad to know that he is both of them. So he looks, and like the dad comes in, and he says hello, and that kind of stuff. And he like looks up, and he notices the hockey mask, and it plays the like that ding ding ding. And it, it was it did, genuinely yeah. a good bit. It and was kind of funny. And then it keeps going. Yeah. For like another minute, and mm-hmm. it's, it's not even a minute. It just felt like it. Yeah, it he was also, like maybe thirty seconds. He also tries to kiss Claire. In the middle of unlocking her tragic backstory. Uh-huh. Like, she starts to talk about her mom, who mm-hmm. is not present. Neither is his. They don't exist. They're not real. No, but we... So the difference is we hear one line from his mother off screen. Yeah. So we know that she's around. We just... No, they never cast her. They could have just mm-hmm. not cast the dad as well, except for exposition purposes. True. Fun fact about the dad, um, he doesn't have a first name. His first name is Dad, just like Timmy Turner's dad. Nice. It, like, he's listed as Dad Boyle. Is Mom listed as Mom? Or she's No, Mom credited. isn't listed. She's, she's not, not even credited. credited. I'm not surprised. She's probably just some crew member that just said, said something. Yeah, That's it. just one, just some woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a terrible way 
to refer to her, <laughs> but honestly is what she might <sighs> be credited as. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look... He's supposed to be 14 as well. He doesn't look 14. No, he doesn't. He looks more like 12. Yeah, and the Claire does not look 14 either. She looks like in her 20s, maybe. Right, and also the... the his roommate, like the the hockey player guy, looks like he's in his mid thirties. She also has like a yeah yeah he's he's in his thirties. We we did joke mm-hmm. that um he and the big beefy hockey player were having their own twenty one Jump Street in the other room because they look like mm-hmm. they, they they look like knockoff oh, Channing yeah. Tatum and knockoff uh um who is that that's uh, oh god why can I not remember you his just name said his name a little bit ago that's uh, no I didn't I said Zach Galifianakis but that's not Zach him. Galifianakis you're right. It's, um... <laughs> Language! <laughs> I'm gonna cut that whole section. I'm not even gonna um, censor it. Jonah Hill. Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Yeah, he How can I forget Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill? And they both oh, look like they're God. in their 30s pretending to be college uh-huh. students. Yeah, so it's definitely yeah. 21 Jump Street. Yeah, so this is... Actually, isn't that 22 Jump Street? No, 22 Jump Street's the second one. I thought... No, because I thought 21 Jump Street was them going undercover in high school. No, this is... This is 12 Leap Road, actually. Um, Whatever it is, it's basically... The plot of 21 Jump Street must be happening yeah. in the other room. Yeah, it's it's 12 Leap Road, David. Come yeah, on. Sure. I, I do want to go back to Claire. <laughs> uh-huh. Because she has a really weird voice. She does. It's very smoky, kind of, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind yeah. of that smoky, raspy voice that you do not hear in someone the age that she is supposed to be playing. Mm-hmm. And it sounds... She is familiar to me in some way, and you refuse to allow me to uh-huh. look at any information about her because you want so, to reveal so it to this, me. So this, this will lead to, to my new bit, David. David, I've, right, I've instituted a bit. This is this is the new segment. We'll do the podcast. Is it a segment or is it a bit? This is this is now a podcast within a podcast. I I am determined well, we're just to ripping do this off with the every other, new that, movie. that other much more famous podcast now, huh? Uh huh. Yeah. Right. This this is now a podcast within a podcast. All right. Uh, I am calling this segment. What else did they do? Because we always ask ourselves this question, and then yeah. sometimes we never say anything about it during the podcast. Yeah. But there's some actually genuinely good bits here. Yeah. Yeah. So. David, what else did they do? I'm going to give you two options based okay. on each person, like from the main cast. Okay. And you have to tell me what else did they do. Okay. So first up is Trevor Morgan. He plays Charlie Boyle slash yeah, Chaz yeah. Anthony. Okay. And we already went over this, so I mm-hmm. shouldn't know. Was he in A, Osmosis Jones, or B, Jurassic Park 3? Oh, no, we didn't go over this. <laughs> he I'm betting he's in Osmosis Jones in one of the live action segments. Final answer? The final answer. Nope. He is in Jurassic Park hey, 3. Okay. He is Eric Kirby in Jurassic Park 3. I don't know 3. who that is. I don't either. Um Which one's Jurassic so, Park 3? Jurassic Park 3 is the one what where there's dinosaurs. It? Uh hang on. You don't even remember. That's the one that there's not a mo- is that the one that, that that the second the Lost World is actually based on Jurassic Park. Is it? Is that that's not the one where they are in the city? Because that is the end of Lost World. That's the one with the Spinosaurus. The one where they're in the city, or three? No, three. The one with the Spinosaurus is three. Three is the one where um, where they go to the second island. Yeah, where Alan. Comes yeah, Alan. Alan. Yeah, you know. The Velociraptor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Oh no, it's not following the Lost World. It it the Lost World is the second one. This is yeah, the Lost, th- that's course. what I'm saying. Lost World is the second one. 
But this is the one that the Lost World actually should be. Well, because the Lost World was a book first. No, Lost World was a book at the same time as the film. Oh. So the Lost World book by Michael Crichton is actually right. a sequel to the movie, not the not his previous book, because in the book of Jurassic mm-hmm. Park, Hammond dies. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Goldblum's character dies. Right. Basically, everyone dies except for the hunter whose name I can't remember. Alan doesn't die. Either. Alan doesn't die. Um, and neither does. Um, and neither do the kids. But no, and neither does uh, Ellie. Yeah, she she lives, and so does the hunter whose name I can't remember. Right. But then for Lost World, because they told him they were doing a sequel and they wanted Goldblum in it, he had to find a way to retcon the fact that that character died. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't. And three's not based on anything. Also, uh, Eric Kirby is Paul and Amanda's son who is stranded on Isla Sorna for eight weeks after a parasailing incident. Oh, that's so he's right. A little kid. Yeah, he's I, the kid I, they go after. I actually do remember. Yeah. That bit of this film now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why uh, I remember that bit of the film, but I don't either. But I remember that, and I remember the uh, the aviary, and that was scary. As is hell, that in three or is cool. that in Lost World? That's I'm pretty sure that that's in three. But I, I get those two mixed up because they're basically they're the same They're basically movie. the same film. Okay, let's um, move on. Anyways, number two, we have Charles Fleischer. Uh, okay. He plays Dr. Krikstein. Yes. Now, was I Charles Fleischer in... Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you might see this. Uh-huh. Uh, was Charles Fleischer in A, We're Back, A Dinosaur Story, or B, the 2008 film Star Wars The Clone Wars? So he was in We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. He has a cameo voice role. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct. He voices Dweeb in We're Back, A Dinosaur yep, Story. I, I, I did read that one. Yeah. So, uh, he's you a, saw that one. He's actually, like, a well-known voice actor. Yeah, he voices Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and basically that's all he's done. But, but I mean, he's done some... He was in Balto 2 and Balto 3. Not the first Balto, though. Yeah, not the first Balto. Well, he, I think he plays a character who wasn't in the first Balto. Uh, he plays Boris. I don't know who that is. Oh, no, that's the Goose. There you go. Who is in the first one? So. Then why isn't he listed for having he, been... He must have not played him in the first one. I guess not. That's weird. Okay, so anyways. Him in the first one. Number three. This is the most important one. Okay, so Claire the, Addison Claire is the character's Addison. name. Yes. I'm not going to give you her voice, at, her her like actress name, because okay. I want you to guess this first. Okay. You think I know was her name? She, I definitely I won't. think you do. As you're going to say it, I'm going to say who? Was she in A, The Phantom of the Opera, or B... Dragon Ball Evolution. Trick question. She's in both. You're so right. Oh, she plays, you are 100 um, right. She's uh, Bulma in Dragon Ball Evolution, she's, and she's she is Bulma. Christine Daae yeah. yeah. in The Phantom of the Opera. That's Her name why is Emily I know Rossum. I, I, oh my as god! Soon, as soon as you gave me those two films, I went. She's Christine oh and she's Bulma. I yeah. don't know how I know this, but uh-huh. I do in my heart of hearts. What's her name? What's her name? Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum. I don't know the name. Yeah. But just... now but now that you've put those two films in my mind You can't I, unsee it. I, I recognize it now. I know. And, I... and if you go back and like you look at pictures from the film, like you will see that yes, this is yeah. very much true. Like you I... know this now. I got a new keyboard so I can't type on mic anymore because it's a loud clicky clacky keyboard. Mm-hmm. But it, oh my god. Yeah, I'm yeah. not I uh-huh. you know, now that you've said it Uh-huh. I See it in my mind's eye, right? Oh, it all, yeah. It all makes sense all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. 
I as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, this is this is the best thing I've ever seen in my That's... life." That's. Oh my god! And it is it is the 2004 Phantom of the Opera. She she oh, did yeah, yeah. act opposite Gerard Butler, Butler. Yeah. As I, and I I will clarify, <laughs> I did not look her up. Mm-hmm. We did not discuss it prior to this. No, because I wanted this to be on the podcast. As soon as this you said so those, good. as soon as you said those two films, the answer came into my mind, and I you knew, knew it, it in your heart of hearts. I knew it had yeah. to be both. I didn't know that they were the same person in both mm-hmm. those films. I thought they were mm-hmm. different people because they look so different. No, but oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the end of yeah. that segment? That's a good. segment. That is the end of what else did they do? I feel like that's a pretty good bit. It's a good bit. I have a bit too, but we're gonna put that off a little bit. I think we, can, okay. we don't want to do right. them back to back. But I don't know what no, to of course. talk about. <laughs> that's the problem. We need two bits for this film. Mm-hmm. And in the future, maybe so we'll. Little to in the talk future, about. maybe we'll rotate. Right. But, we can rotate bits. Yeah. That's fine. So last last time. I brought a new, um, a new segment. Mm-hmm. I brought band this band. Right. But this film, one of the things that it's devoid of is music. That's true. There's not There's a lot very of music little music in it. except for I mentioned the Backstreet Boys, and uh-huh. then me making a wicked reference that <laughs> that they're back. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I made a wicked reference as well. Is what I'm saying. Oh uh, yes, because mm-hmm. yeah. they started flying. So I couldn't do band this band for this one i wanted to but there was no information for it so instead i'm doing the new segment direct to tv rod daniel this is interesting direct because it is the director and Mm -hmm. to tv because this is a tv movie okay and this he has a very and it's about his filmography Mm -hmm. it's a very short filmography and much like the last one, it is three questions. Okay. I made this while we were watching the film, for anyone who was wondering. Because I felt, because watching the first 25 minutes of this, I knew that we needed something. Yeah, because it's, it's dry. The first 25 minutes feels like half the film. Mm-hmm. The next, like, 25 minutes feels like five minutes. And then the last <laughs> half hour feels like the an entirety Two of hours. the film. Yeah. So it feels longer than the entire rest of the film. Yeah. And um Rod Daniel. Rod Daniel is no longer with us. Aww. Unfortunately, yeah. Apparently he was an interesting guy, mm-hmm. but he only directed like six films and stopped in 2002. I don't know the reason that he stopped in 2002. It could mm-hmm. be because of his illness. This is not to make fun of him or denigrate him in any way. It's Mm-mm. to make fun of his filmography because it's a it's a mess. It is. It starts off with the peak and sharp drop from there. Mm-hmm. So here's your first question, Freeman. It's multiple choice, four choices as usual. Of course. Rod Daniel's first film was also his best. It starred Michael J. Fox. And inspired a generation of something. <laughs> Your options are Back to the Future, Doc Hollywood, Teen Wolf, or Homeward Bound. Oh, it's Homeward Bound. It is not Homeward Bound. 
It's not. It's not Back no. to the Future. There's it's no not Back way. to the Future. No, no, no. He didn't direct okay. Back to the Future. He All did right. direct Teen say. Wolf, however. Michael J. Fox is in Teen Wolf. Michael J. Fox is the wolf in Teen Wolf. I see. Hmm, How did you not know that one? I'm. I haven't caught up on Teen Wolf. No, um, no, no. The movie, Freeman. I know. I. I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah, and that's understandable and fair. But he is the where he is the titular Teen Wolf. Huh. Back when Michael J. Fox was a teen. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't no, that I mean, wild? Understandable I mean, from back when he was people, a teen. People like Teen, teen Wolf. Wolf. Yeah, people like Teen Wolf. Right. It's a half decent film. Right. It is, however, Rod Daniels' best film. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into two of his other films here in a minute here. Oh, boy. Because you can't make much joke about him directing Teen Wolf, but you can der- make a joke about the fact that Rob, or Rod, sorry, later directed this dog-based sequel that he didn't direct the original of. Okay. A, Dog 101 Dance. Dalmatians 2. B, Lady and the Tramp 2. C, White Fang 2. D, Beethoven's Second. Well, I know it's not 101 Dalmatians 2, because that's actually called 102 Dalmatians, you fool. Well, that's um, just how I wrote it. I know, but... uh. And actually, it would be 101 Dalmatians 2 Spot's Tale. Or whatever it is. Spot's Adventure. Hmm. Whatever. I don't think it's that. Okay. I don't think Disney trusted him enough to put him in charge of a a property like 101 Dalmatians or Lady and the Tramp. Okay, you don't think so? Alright. No, I don't think so. I'm... I have a feeling that it's White Fang, because I've never heard of that. So White Fang 2 is also... I will give you some hints before you lock mm-hmm. in. White Fang 2 is actually a Disney property. Really? It is, yep. And Beethoven... The Beethoven it. films were... Um, I know what those ones are. Yeah, they, and they're universal. Right. But it's worth noting that he would later direct Genius, which is a Disney film. Mm-hmm. Or it's technically a Disney film. I'll get into that when we're done with this segment. I'm going to go with Beethoven's second. Yeah, he did, in fact, direct the second Beethoven movie. Nice. He did not direct Beethoven. He did not direct Beethoven's third. Only the second. Only the second. Only the second. And him directing one sequel out of a group of sequels. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's like eight Beethoven movies, by the way. Well, yeah. Um, So him directing sequels for films that have a lot of sequels. Mm Mm-hmm is a running theme. Okay, that's fun. Because the final film Rod directed was mm-hmm. the fourth film in this famous franchise. A, okay. Home Alone 4. Ooh. B, Alien Resurrection. C, uh-huh. The Land Before Time 4. D, uh-huh. Spy Kids 4D. <sighs> Spike Kids 4D isn't a thing. Isn't what? No, it isn't a thing. It's Spike Kids 3D. No, there's a Spike Kids 4D. I looked. There is not. There absolutely the, ha- is. I ha- looked it up, on. Freeman. I'm Googling this right now. I'm Googling this right now. Spy Kids 4D. Yeah. No, it's not. It's Spy Kids all the time in the world. 
That's a different yeah, thing. Yeah, Spy Kids. No, it's it was listed on IMDb. Oh no, you're as right. Spy Kids no, you're right. You're right. You're right. 4D all the time. All in the, the time. World. Yeah, because yeah. it's in aroma scope, whatever the hell Correct. that means. Yeah, um, yeah, because they gave you a little cardboard like scratch oh, and sniff, Freeman. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, yeah, I told you it was real. Oh God, you're right. It's so mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. We should watch those movies. Um, no, we should not. <laughs> the first, it would be, it would go. That one's pretty good. That one's all right. Oh, that's pretty bad. Please stop. And then they did, thankfully. Yeah. Oh man, I kind of, I'm kind of feeling Land Before Time because dinosaurs. Land Before Time four. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling Land Before, Land Before Time right. four. Well, I will tell you. So, Alien Resurrection. Are you locking uh-huh. that in? By the way. Yeah, Land Before Time. I believe Alien Resurrection was directed by Ridley Scott. Oh, no. Alien Resurrection was directed by Joss Whedon, actually. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? I'm looking it up. I'm pretty sure that one was the one that was directed by Joss Whedon. Yep, that one was directed by... Sorry, screenplay by Joss Whedon, director Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Okay, sure. Um, You know one of those names. Mm -hmm. Spy Kids 4D, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Okay. Um, he directed all the other ones, and also, I think, the first two Harry Potter films. No, that's Christopher Columbus. Oh, you're right, Chris Columbus did. Um, mm-hmm. But Robert Rodriguez did all the um, Spy Kids movies. Did he do... He did another film. Anyway, doesn't matter. Because what matters... Hmm? What matters is that I'm still in the running here. No, you're not. Oh, Land Before yes, Time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm still I don't know who directed Land Before Time for. Oh, damn it. Oh. Um, that film came out... God knows when. Uh, I don't even know when it came out. I didn't look that hard. I know that he directed Home Alone 4, though. Uh-huh. Home Alone 4, which famously recasts Kevin McAllister. Yep. And is basically just a retelling of the first. Mm-hmm. It's not an interesting movie. It was also his no. last movie mm. in 2002. Not particularly a good film to have no. on your filmography. And... You know, maybe he said, I'm not feeling like I'm not up to making films anymore. Or maybe mm-hmm. the, um, basically everyone who ever works in Hollywood said, you're, you should make no more films. <laughs> Please don't. Please no more. Mm-hmm. Which is basically, uh, which I hate to say is entirely fair. Yeah, it's understandable. If this film is, so if the best film you direct is Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. And the Disney Channel original movie that you direct is... Very much not Teen Wolf. Yeah, very much not Teen Wolf. And extremely mediocre, but almost... (laughs) But somehow not that different from Teen Wolf. Because if you think about it, Teen Wolf is a someone with two personalities. Mm -hmm. He likes basketball. Um, I don't think he's particularly smart. But you know, there's some recycled plot points from Teen Wolf. He does, he does yeah. the, he uses his powers to save the sports day. Freeman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He does do a werewolf to dunk. I'm pretty sure. In this, he uses his gravitons to fly. Right. Um. There's nothing in the rule book that said a werewolf can't play basketball. True. Yeah. Um. I don't know that we can even continue this episode longer. I'm just how I'm currently searching on eBay to try and find the aromascope from Spy Kids 4D oh. so I can watch this movie as it was meant to be watched. As it was meant to be watched. But unfortunately, no one is selling them. 
I Which, God, I wonder why. They're made of, like, flimsy cardboard. Spy Kids 4D are ro- Roma No one's so- selling them. Yeah. No one's selling them. Uh, how would... Uh, it's, it's, mm. I feel like someone out there has one of these. Well, yeah, yeah, they certainly have them, someone. but they don't know where it is. Right, but, like... I just want to. I want to watch this. Well, if you can buy an unopened Spy Kids four. No, because the thing is, they only did the aromascope in theaters. That's why they probably threw them out when they left. Well, but like someone must have kept this. Yeah, some five year old kept theirs, and then right, like but... spilled their juice on it for a minute and it got thrown away. No, no, David. Someone, someone, some movie buff out there who's their whole thing is Spy Kids kept their aromascope. If you're listening to this podcast, please email us at unoriginals98 at gmail.com. I will pay you so much money for this I'm because I want to know. I just, I, I need to know. I know, I know what the smells are. I can see them, but like they, they have them listed on the wiki page on the Spy Kids wiki for the aromascope. But I just need to watch this movie with that. I'm a huge fan of the Machete Expanded Universe, <laughs> which is why I have an original Spy Kids 4D aromascope that you can purchase from me for $1,000. Done. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to let you know, David, that on the wiki page for the aromascope, right? Mm-hmm. Number four and number six are definitely the funniest. Okay, um, I don't know what because they are. Smell number four. Smell number four is not just cinnamon, but cinnamon question marks. A cinnamon, you oh. know. And, <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> and number six is not just chocolate, but chocolate with an exclamation mark. It's chocolate, chocolate you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's me peeking the microphone there. Oh God, <laughs> Freeman. Yeah. Out of twenty half gravitons. Uh-huh. What do you rate this film? You can rate it in full gravitons if you want. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's also important to note that number seven is dog fart. Anyways. Actually, um, I have a dog. I can, I, I'll pass. Yeah, I, I, it's not great. Um, I don't even know. I just, because this movie's just so. Look, you know. Average? If you and I are on the same wavelength with this film, and I think we are. I think we are. You know in your heart of hearts where this film goes. It's like a three at best, right? Oh, you see, I don't think it's that bad. Maybe a four? I was going, so personally, I would rate it four gravitons. Uh Uh-huh. Out of ten. Because the thing is, it's just so middle of the road. Right. And. But it's um, not good. Yeah, yeah, it's so middle of the road, but it's also bad. It's like. Slightly worse than average, but not so bad as to be a three. Mm-hmm. Which I'm pretty sure makes it worse than Smart House. Mm-hmm. But I'm giving it a four personally, and you can you can put it wherever you want. I think I'm gonna go with a three and a half because that's it's, entirely fair. Because it, it just it's so boring and which, it's just uh, not good. Which you should update our document. Oh, I'm, I'm working 3. on three point seven five. Yep. Mario it's like it. the it's like the new like the not new. But the Netflix uh, Mystery Science Theater, uh-huh. like at the end of the experiment, mm-hmm. just get the uh, just get the pain juice and just yep. uh, put it into the um, big circle wheel and like and vault it up. Mm-hmm. And I can belongs. I can write all this down once we're done too, and we can have our own list of what is the best Disney Channel original uh, movie. I mean, in order. we are doing the best scientific analysis. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is to say none. Yeah. As we learn in this film, the best way to get a girl is to not think. Do nothing, yeah. And the no best think. way to rate films is to watch them and be brain dead. Uh-huh. Well, I, I mean, the film does that for you. It just kind of helps make that happen. Yeah, for a movie about a genius. It really is not smart. It uses a lot of scientific jargon. Uh-huh. And I'm no... For the record, I have a college degree. It is in anthropology, so it's not in physics. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy reading about physics. And all the things that they mention are real things, but it's a situation where you sit there and you say, no, that doesn't work like that. Yeah, that's a real thing, but that doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you think that works like that. That doesn't work like that. It doesn't. For basically the whole film. Or not even for the whole film. Because they only mm-hmm. mention science like four times. For a film about a genius, there's precious little geniusing. This is true. It's mostly it's... just... Go ahead. It's those people that, like... They they read like one book and they think they know what they're talking about. It's the people who subscribe to the I effing love science page. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. It's like like, it's like that's science. fine. That there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not just... good science. No. Like yeah, it's the general idea of what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not like, um, it's not offensively wrong. Right, it, but it's you can't say that you're an expert wrong. on the subject. Y- exactly. It's it's not even a painful film to watch. Mm-hmm. If this pa- film caused me more like anguish, I might have rated it higher. <laughs> because then it would be something. This is, for me, the um, Attack of the Clones <laughs> of, of uh, Disney Channel original movies. Uh-huh. And for the record, a lot of people really hate Attack of the Clones. And I, I mean, get it. Some people say Attack of the Clones is worse than Phantom Menace. Debatable. Which is debatable. But, I mean, the greatest sin for me of Attack of the Clones and the sin that this movie commits is that it does nothing memorable. Right. Well, no. Attack of the Clones has the whole Geonosis arena. And I always forget that's in the film. Yeah. But but like once you but like you you, you will remember it's there if you're talking to yeah, anyone yeah, about yeah, this yeah. they will bring that up. But with this yeah. movie, but no as soon one as, will bring as soon up as that conversation thing. as soon as that conversation ends though, Freeman, I forget everything I knew about Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. You could convince me that the Geonosian scene is in um, Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. or that the clone scene, which is a good scene, is in Phantom Menace, and I right. would buy it because I don't remember anything about Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, I'm I'm like racking my memory to remember what happens in Attack of the Clones, and the um, answer is precious little. And Anakin loses his hand, and then Yoda does some spins and flips against Dooku. Pretty much, but so if if genius is Attack of the Clones, that means Johnny Tsunami is Revenge of the Sith, right? It's Empire. No, it's Revenge of the Sith. Why is it Revenge of the Sith? Because it's in the same era of Disney Channel original movies. You know, it's still well, in that like '90s like. Whoa, we're cool. Well, does era. that mean that presumably we're heading towards the originals then? Right. Like, we should be getting there at some point, right? Like, we... Right? I mean, the right? thing is, I don't I don't like Revenge of the Sith as much as you do. 
Oh, I love Earth of the Sith. It's so good. I don't like it as much as you do. I don't think it's bad. It's the best of that trilogy. Oh, yeah. It's not a good film. It I'm is not a saying fun it's good. Film. It is a fun film. It is more fun I'm n- than... I never said it was a good oh, movie. I'm not, I I'm, not, I I'm not putting that evil on you that you did. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a fun film, but it's not a good film. Right. Johnny Tsunami is a competently made film, which, I mean, mm-hmm. is pretty much the most we can ask for. Right. Like, which is sad, but yeah. true. Which is honestly why, you know, 13th year is um, Revenge of the Sith, because it had no right to be as good as it was. Right. It shouldn't be that good. You're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, Can of Worms is The Force Awakens. Or is it Last Jedi? <laughs> you know, I like Last Jedi. I do too. So it can't be Last Jedi. It's got to be. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Xenon is Last Jedi. Xenon doesn't have enough redeem- redeeming features to be Last Jedi. No, but see, the thing is, people like. Or, no, we, ha- we have to find one that like we liked, but the majority of people Well, didn't. no, what we need you know to find I mean? is one that has a really good idea somewhere in it. Uh-huh. And everything around that good idea is bad. Okay. Because the only good part of Last Jedi is when Rey is hanging out with Luke. Mm-hmm. And that's only really good because Hamill is Hamill kills it. He's a fabulous actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Can of Worms is the one I haven't seen yet. Mm. Can of Worms. No, because there's is... not enough fan service in Can of Worms. Uh, that octopus head is pretty sexy, Freeman. I hate that those words came out of my mouth. Oh God! All right, you, with that, you, we're but, we're done. We're done. No, we still no, need to. We no. still need to place it in the timeline. Oh. Or not the timeline. We still need to find if there's any connections. There aren't. No, there aren't. I no mean, connections. As, as with any science connection, it's like maybe this eventually links up with xenon. I guess, but, but in xenon, no, there's no, no, studying gravity. That, right. So that actually might make sense. Which no, in xenon, they're studying gravity, which this film solves. Well, but they're studying gravity in a vacuum. In space. Yeah, so, so that's the most connection that there could right. possibly be. So, like, maybe it's an extension of research to learn more about gravitons, yeah, I guess. Maybe. I maybe. guess. I don't know. At that best, that's where it connects, but Whatever. that's the only sure. thing. Why Anyways, not? we're done here. David thinks the octopus head in Can of Worms is fan service. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> I you think that here. it is you heard it here because first. she hits on him. You can contest us at unoriginals98 at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at unoriginalscast. <laughs> I don't think the octopus head is attractive, but whoever made Thank her Thank you so did. much for listening. <laughs> if you're going to date any of the puppets in that film, you date the fish. <sighs> the one that's just a fish in a bowl because it's still My name is Zach. I'm David. Thank you so much for listening. You guys have a good one. Don't kiss a floating <laughs> octopus head.